Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome, welcome to the first edition of Friday's Views on Raptors Over Everything podcast. This is your host, Therese Farah. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we had to set it off right. We had to get a, one of the best beat writers in the business, Yahoo's own, Dishes and Dimes. You can find her on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Carmelo Drama. Uh, yeah. Come on now. We, we got the world famous Yasmin. Yasmin, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to do the inaugural episode with you. Yeah, it's you fitting. Know, you know, we requested you. We sought you out. You know, you've been a heavy hitter for the last few years, especially this season, which is like a little bit of a roller coaster. You always got some good jokes. When it's time to get serious and uh, put it into words, uh, you're one of the best in the business. So how are you? Um, what are your early thoughts on the season? And uh, kind of how the direction of this episode and segment we kind of want to do is like a little bit of a post game. Uh, last night, Wednesday, November 24th, uh, that was a big win on the road against a playoff team, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, it didn't start off all too well. So I just want to get your early thoughts before we kind of get rocking and rolling here. Early thoughts on the season. Um, it's about as uneven that I kind of expected it to be, especially to begin. Um, and, you know, a stat that really stood out to me um, on I, TSN the other day was that the Raptors, um, this current iteration of the roster has played the third fewest um, games amongst the active roster and the, in, in the entirety of the NBA. So that just speaks to the youth of the team. They're only behind OKC and Memphis in that regard. Um, and we've seen that in the early part of the season, we've really seen that. And, um, you know, the, I think that Fred Van Vliet mentioned it after the game that these young guys don't really know how to um, maintain the winning energy that you need, the effort quarter to quarter quite yet. It's why we see them, you know, take the first punch in the first half and then kind of regroup <laughs> during the halftime oh. and then come back and they kind of get it together. But usually it's too late. It leads to the uh, famous fourth quarter comebacks that we've come. We've come <laughs> the to. fake so, comebacks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that we're just, we're just going to, uh, you know, I, I, when I when I saw that stat, I thought to myself, you know, um, them coming out of this road trip, coming out of the um constant injuries and stuff of the beginning of the season at around 500 would be a win honestly like if they managed to beat the pacers um come back home 10 of 10 uh 10 uh you know wins and losses um that's kind of successful and you know you can um go into the rest of the season on a kind of a clean slate after your first 20 games just to follow up on your point too uh and fred mentioned it uh winning in this league is hard and us Raptor fans, Raptors Nation, we've been very spoiled. It's been a 50 to 55 win season, championship long playoff runs year in and year out. And last year, we kind of, we chalked it up to the game as, okay, we're in Tampa Bay, it's COVID, this is an anomaly. And then you come into this year, younger team, different direction. And even though the expectation is there's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows, ups and downs, I don't think it's settled in yet that every win matters and every win is tough. Like, is a game against Memphis. That's a good team. That's a hard fought, hard, you know, 
hard defensive, well-coached team. John Morant's a star in this league. Jaron Jackson's kind of coming to his own. Dylan Brooks is one of the better young two-way players in this league. That's not a gimme anymore like it would have been maybe two, three yeah. years ago, you know, being yeah. led by Kyle and Pascal. So that's interesting that you made that point, and we can kind of segue <clears> into <throat> last game, uh, last night's game uh, with Scotty Barnes kind of breaking through the rookie wall. We were so excited about him and his early season uh, successes and kind of pinning him as a rookie of the year early and then past two, three games until the Memphis game has a little bit, been a little bit of a struggle for him on both ends of the floor. Uh, what were your thoughts as he kind of figures himself out into the league and just a perfect bounce back game, especially when you're down and it seemed like that game was getting away from you. And then he just kind of grabs the momentum and leads us to a very successful second half uh, versus Memphis. Um, yeah. It's just, you could kind of see him, um, reading the defense uh, like how they're treating him as they get more data on him uh with the beginning of the season before he kind of had the luxury of no one really having co uh, college footage of him playing for long stretches so um you know as the games gone by have gone by people have picked up on his tendencies they know where his favorite spots are on the court um they kind of uh, they don't sag back too far. They don't get too close. So it's kind of hard for him to decide to shoot. You can see that he's processing what's happening and he's thinking more than he has in the beginning of the season. I think that was the most that people, that's the thing that people have noticed that he's thinking a lot more and you could see him processing things. Um, but like the Raptors, second half comes in. I don't know what the coach says to him, but Scotty always adjusts and he um, usually starts off the half with a series of baskets or a series of reads or something. Um, and, you know, I think it's a matter of also adjusting to having Pascal alongside him um, with Pascal, OG and Scotty. There's a bit of overlap, so they have to kind of pick their spots and find their kind of identity throughout the season because they both want to be in the post. They all three want to be in the post. You know, all three want to be uh, creating plays from the elbow or whatever. So um, I think it's just a matter of um, not kind of bumping into each other, which I haven't noticed. So they've done a good job with that. I know we've seen other teams struggle with having players that have similar skill sets and finding a role for them all. But um, the Raptors have done a pretty good job with Scotty. Um, and I think it's also him not being used to having a green light like this, you know, this he's already played more minutes than he had for the entirety of his uh, last college season. So um, he's already um, playing more basketball than he ever has before. Um, and he's literally, he literally has a green light to do absolutely anything he wants on the court to shoot as much as he needs to, um, no matter what Nick Nurse is always saying, I need him to shoot more. I need him to shoot more threes. I need him to do this. He needs to play make. He needs to basically be, you know, the top dog on the team. Um, and it's cool seeing him, um, embrace that, uh, so early in the season and we still have a lot more to see. Yeah. And to follow up on your point, it's just, we didn't know necessarily what type of player we were getting into Scotty, um, the, the scouting reports and everything that you talk about when it comes to Scotty Barnes wasn't necessarily him excelling at one thing, whether that be scoring, playmaking, defending, but it was more so the energy he brings, the type of person he is, the winning pedigree and winning follows him everywhere. And I'd like to say last night might have been the first opportunity where Scotty Barnes rubbing off on the team was conducive and leading to winning, whether it was uh, there was this, you know, I saw him turn over the ball, get a layup, force another turnover, finish with contact, and then he's playing 80 feet out. Or when the game is starting to get away from you a little bit and we give up back-to-back -back buckets and it seems like we can't buy a basket for a minute, he hits a half-court shot from three. And then just the I, – I know a, a lot of his struggles with his three ball have been, you know, well-known <laughs> for now, but it wasn't so much 
the inability to take the shots, a lot of it is just the process of actually wanting to take them. So it was nice to see him have three, four attempts. He did have a three that got changed into a two. So just letting him kind of evolve and add new dimensions to his game, which for some guys takes months or a year or an off season, it feels like every week or two, you're getting a new added dimension to Scotty yeah. Barnes game. And it's needed. Like the, the team drafted him with the expectation that this is a big raw kid, but he loves winning. He has a, a high athletic pedigree. He thinks the game really well. It's the game is natural to him. And he, he lets the game kind of come to him. Now let's kind of add building blocks to his game. It was just, it, it, it was really nice to see that. And he started off pretty slow and I was like, ah, this, you know, gave up a couple plays early on both ends of the floor, like a bad turnover got lost a couple times. And then he kind of settled in, finished off with 17, 17 points. It always felt like when they got a stop, Scotty was either the one making the pass or finishing off a dunk out in transition. Yeah. So it was just really nice to see him just impact the game. And this was, this is a win we needed. If you want to like oh, you yeah. say, say around that 500 um, level while you get home. And I believe the next 10 of 11 are at home after this, that, that was a needed win against a good team. So, and I want to segue that into another young player on this team, that's been very impressive. And he's my background picture for today. Gary Trent Jr., AKA the closer, another guy where it seemed like when you needed a tough bucket or to stop the bleeding bucket, you got it from Gary Trent. And then when Dylan Brooks was getting a little mouthy uh, to the team, whether that be Pascal, whether that be Gary, it all, it was like uh, the FU bucket. So tell me a little bit uh, of your thoughts of Gary Trent and last night and just his season as a whole. Man, it was lonely on Gary Trent Island. <laughs> I was so alone. I didn't know if I was making the right choice. Um, but I feel vindicated. Gary's um, been nothing short of like insane this season, and um, his his shot selection is disgusting. Like it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not good basketball, but he makes it. Um, and just you know, it, he looks like he intends to make it. Like it's no last minute shot. He goes to his spots on the court. And he takes those shots. He's not being forced into these uncomfortable shots. He wants these weird ass mid ranges, <laughs> sideways floaters, these turnaround jays. Like he wants that. Um, and it's clearly a shot that he's been practicing. And um, one thing I've been most impressed by, and I think one thing that really separates him from Norm, besides his defensive capability, uh, is his ability to like kind of dance a little bit at the perimeter. Like, he, he's not a, just a catch and shoot guy. Like he can, you know, he can create separation. He can take a step back and everything, which I think is like for a 22 year old, that's such a cool development to his game. Um, and I think it makes his ceiling a lot higher. Um, this is a guy who um, can really dribble. Like I think I've been, I've been impressed by his ball handling and um, the Raptors didn't just give him the ball and let him do something. And um, last night I said that the half court offense looks a lot better this season. And um, I, the, someone showed me the stats and, there it's roughly the same as it was last season, but I just see, you know, when you think about who's been injured and everything, I, I kind of take the eye test and it just looks like they have so many more options um, at any given time. And yeah, they'll miss shots for a few stretch, a few stretches um, and there'll be some defensive bleeding, but um, before they would have like these predictable plays and things that they would constantly go back to it was the Kyle and Pascal pick and roll constantly again and again and again, but it just seems that they have so many more options this time. And, Gary's like a huge part of that no absolutely and uh like again you don't want to complain about anybody making shots some of the shots that he does take it's uh why did he do that and then it goes in and it's like all right you got me there uh, I well, was thinking about shots? yeah and, and like I was thinking this the other day um 
if this team makes the playoffs, you wonder if he's one of those young guys who has one of those coming out parties because his game is a strong diet of pull up mid range, pull up three, yeah. doesn't need much space, but can create enough space to get a shot off. And the willingness to take and make these shots is huge. And I know we talk about the athleticism of OG Pascal, Scotty Barnes, Precious, some of these big, long athletic guys in his own right. Gary's a six, six guy. That's pretty long. And, you know, uh, I don't want to say he's an explosive athlete, but he knows how to manipulate his body and defenders range a little bit when they defend him to get just enough space where yep. it's almost uh, like a bigger J.R. Smith-esque where it yeah, always felt like, yeah, J.R. would get contested, but it didn't matter because it almost felt like he was more comfortable with and expecting that type of contest. But as long as he gets the, the comfortable range that he needs to get that shot off, it's it's. Hey, it's bag Twitter. It's bag basketball. You know, it's what we, it's what we love. So, like, you know, kudos to Gary again. You got to recreate I'm... that Baldo stop where he's just listing the skills. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> You're talking Baldo's. about Gary. <laughs> a- a- absolutely. You know, I don't know if the analytics are favorite of Gary. I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, the the Hoopers, you know, they, they love Gary. So, uh, and another Hoop- nice Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Hoopers, uh, we had a 17-point third quarter from one Hooper. Uh, he's had a up-and-down season, and, you know, it was a big main piece in the Kyle Lowry trade, one of the greatest Raptors of all time. But 17, 17 po- uh, points in the third quarter, tough road environment, uh, you know, an environment that he's used to, University of Memphis grad. I just want to ask you, is this a flash in the pan, or is this what you can kind of expect from Precious? Not tomorrow, but when he puts it all together and finds some semblance of consistency in the league. Yeah, no, Precious is going to, he's going to need to simmer for uh, a couple of years, I think, before he becomes the player <laughs> I think he can be. But uh, the, the flashes are literally like, they've been consistent. They've been consistent all season. Uh, his floor is very low, but when he <laughs> plays well, like you see the possibilities of a player like Precious, a player that can, um, you know, who can, who can dribble already. Uh, mm-hmm. I, one thing I've been really impressed by, even on his bad nights is just his ability to just kind of um, keep his head down and get to the basket and just like go across the coast to coast. And um, it gets ugly sometimes. That's how it was 2017 with Pascal that, that he could not dribble. Like it would, <laughs> it would get ugly sometimes. Um, and, you know, he'd, he'd lose the ball sometimes and it would be, um, you know, blocks and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. when you let a player make their mistakes and gain their confidence, that's how you, that's literally how uh, development is, you know, fostered. So um, with Precious, uh, I think we've seen it multiple times enough to know that there's something there uh, and I think that that he's worth investing the resources and the time required to uh, develop that talent um, and you know he made some threes the other day too and uh, his shot isn't that broken he's someone who I think can be um, trained with reps and um, I'm, I'm excited to see how he develops. Absolutely one made three as a rookie 35% shooter from three this year was three of three uh, to follow up on Precious, it's hard to evaluate Precious sometimes and see the value in him as a prospect or and as a player at this point in his, you know, in his career, in the stage of his life right now, because all the value that he brings you, especially on the defensive end, his length, his versatility, like he can guard in space a little. You saw on switches with Ja, he can hold serve, not every time, but on occasion. It's hard to value those and, and, and see some of the good things that he brings when on offense, he gives you a one of 10, a one of nine, yeah. blown layups, doesn't catch the ball, and doesn't have really any confidence in finishing plays. 
which they are there for them. The offense almost seems like at some points in the year is playing four on five because Precious was being somewhat of a not. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On factor. So on nights like last night where he's catching the ball, he's taking guys off the dribble. If they're smaller, if it's a, if it, if it's a smaller guy on him, he's too strong. If it's a slower big, he's too fast, too explosive. Yeah. And when you leave him out on the perimeter, he can knock down a couple shots. All of a sudden, you see all the value he brings. You want to keep him out on the floor because I think there is real value there defensively, only as a year two player. So good for Precious. You know, it's good to see this. I'd like to see him string along a couple more of these games. It doesn't have yeah. to be every night for him because he's a young big in this league and he wasn't even meant to be a big, you know. He was a, a wing prospect coming out of high school out of necessity. They put him at the five in Memphis when James Wiseman doesn't play. He's just a stud there. And now uh, I think people don't realize that the center position is pretty new to him. He was a wing his whole career, his whole life. So uh, very excited, you know, just the flashes. You're not going to get that every night from him, but man, if, if this is what you're going to see at his best or like at his peak and prime, like all of a sudden Masai and Nick, like they're looking like geniuses because yeah, there's huge get, value there on a rookie yeah. contract. Like there's huge value there. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, and I want to let you go and keep it at three thoughts, but uh, in the spirit of us Thanksgiving and with the team after a big win, uh, I just want to talk about something you're thankful for this season, whether that be a player, whether that be your favorite game, favorite trade. Uh, what, what are you thankful for and why? Oh my God. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, the number four pick <laughs> being Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Yo, you sometimes think about how, how bleak it would have been if we oh, were like man. at eighth or something. <laughs> Not to say those guys aren't good, but man. There, no, I, I have no, <laughs> I love Kuminga, Davion Mitchell. These guys are nice. They're going to be great, solid players in the future. But They're not rookie years. Uh, I like, I, you know, Scotty Barnes, he's, I keep saying like, he's blockbuster. He's, he's, he's the guy who's going to fill the seats. Um, and, you know, I'm very thankful that he's looking the way he does. And I'm thankful that um, this is actually like, um, when this team is rolling, whether they win or lose, they're really fun to watch. These are great young players. Um, 
they're in a far better position than they were than, uh, you know, back in 2014, the last reset for the team. Um, and, you know, I can't help but be excited to uh, see how they go about this uh, huge home stretch they have coming up. I think they're playing 17 of 21 games at home. I'm going to go to as many as I can. Um, and it, sh it should be great. You know, it's a lot That's to awesome. be thankful for. She'll be seen in the press box if anybody's wondering, wants to get an autograph. Was that? My binoculars. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, man, uh, what am I thankful for? I'd like to say, you know, I'm a pretty outspoken guy and, and I live moment to moment. So when there's guys that I, I'm fed <laughs> up with. Play to play. Very play, play to, to play. play. Hey, Kawhi Leonard always say live in the moment. So that's what I try to do with my fandom. But uh, and I've given this player a lot of flack over the years, but he's shut me up. Steady Freddy's, I think, has been our best Raptor all year. I think he's taken another leap, which is crazy at age 26, 27. You kind of level off of what type of player you are in this league. Um, I don't think the league gives that many opportunities for guys in their mid to late 20s to show that, you know, next step in that next level in their ability. And Kyle, Kyle Lowry was an anomaly in his right where around this age is where he kind of hit his stride into a Hall of Fame career. So uh, I know there was opportunities in that 10 to 12 feet range of that mid range where we talked about, can he add a floater? Well, he just downright just added a pull up midi. You know, I think he's become a better playmaker. He doesn't turn over the ball as much. He's I think finishing ball, too. He's finishing he's around the rim. Better, I feel like. Absolutely. The ball doesn't stick in his hands as much anymore. He's really willing to initiate the offense and trust his guys to make plays around him. And I think they're rewarding him. He's averaging 19 and seven, almost five rebounds, five, 10, five, 11 point guard, getting five boards. You know, that's pretty big time. Like that's again, Kyle S 42, 41, 90 splits. He's just been fantastic. He needs to be in that all-star conversation. And again, Fred is a guy that I didn't really see it with him. Uh, I thought like he was a good player in this league and enough to make a good living for his family. But I'm like, you know, with this young team, maybe, maybe it ain't it, but Fred shut me up. He's been fantastic and uh, very thankful for Fred. I don't know if we're around 500 uh, this time of the year without Fred. So, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so we just want to wrap up. Uh, do you want to give us uh, your socials? Where can we, you know, find yeah, you? Yeah, at like Carmelo Drama on um, Twitter and you can find my work um in yahoo i'm covering the raptors for the season and uh dishes and dimes and um i have a piece coming out uh, uh, for complex um i interviewed um someone who was dressing pascal up for his injury on the bench and he was purposefully wearing um black and indigenous canadian designers so to That's showcase awesome. and it's a really cool thing i'm glad to write it and it should be out in uh, the next couple of days so yeah got the yahoo bag the complex bag you big time <laughs> Thank you so much to, to get you on here. You know, you've been fantastic as always. And uh, that is our first episode of Friday Views uh, through Rappers Over Everything podcast. Uh, I'm Reese. We got Yasmin. Uh, holla at me, Twitter, YouTube comments. I read the YouTube comments too. So uh, let us know uh, any feedback that you guys got. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.